Good morning. Happy Pancake Day and welcome to another episode of We Ask Watson. My name's Mary. I'm a brand ambassador for Watson's Daily and I'm here again with Peter Watson. How are you doing, Peter? Uh, very well, thank you. Very well. All good. It's my birthday today. Oh. <laughs> but anyway yeah let's let's not talk about that i just uh yeah that's that's my sort of birthday and pancake day so so it's it's a great combination putting some candles on the pancake sounds <laughs> yeah. like a perfect breakfast indeed as long as they don't fall over but you know um anyway yes um so um you've got um something that you wanted to uh talk about today yeah, lots of interesting things in the news today about electric cars. Mm -hmm. So there's been two big announcements that I think we'll talk over today. So firstly, we have that Jaguar are going all electric and the Castle Bromwich factory will be 100% electric branded in 2025. Mm -hmm. I think this is really interesting because they're joining on to a huge number of um Car manufacturers that have said they're going to be electric. Mm -hmm. Their Land Rover has said they're going to be as well, although it's part of a Jaguar Land Rover subsidiary, so basically the same. But mm. I think that this creates a lot of pressure for more companies to keep on announcing that they're going to become electric. As these companies grow and grow, there's a lot more pressure to not be left behind and more questions are going to be asked about why other car companies aren't trying to beat the government deadline for becoming all electric. Mm. And but I think as well, it's going to be really interesting to see how many of these big brands are successful. When I was reading up about this, I came across a load of issues that I completely forgot had happened, mm -hmm. like Ford needing to recall all their electric and hybrid cars due to fire hazards and a load of big brand cars needing to recall their electric and hybrid vehicles due to poisonous gas. Mm. And these were all a couple of years back. I don't think anything as major is going to happen. But it's a bit even, of a it's a bit of a downer, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Your electric car emitting poisonous gas. Yeah, I mean, it's it, a little kink you don't want to hear, is it? Yeah, it's like I don't know, it just kills the moods, doesn't it? I mean, you know, you're out there on the open roads, and you know, you feel yourself being poisoned. It's it's not good, is it? Yeah, it's one thing for Tesla to recall the cars due to touchscreens. <laughs> it's another thing. Oh, I had to recall the cars <laughs> due to poison. Well, yes, indeed, indeed. But anyway, sorry, carry on. No, I just think it's going to be interesting to see which of these electric cars. I think it's kind of inevitable that something bad is going to happen. Hopefully not as bad as electric cars emitting poison, but even something as minor as bringing back touchscreens. Mm. It's costing Tesla loads. I don't know the exact figures, but it's needing to recall like over a thousand vehicles. But yeah, I think that if something like that happens, it's going to be quite big for the reputation of the car company as well as trust in electric mm. vehicles. So it's going to be interesting mm. to see if these car manufacturers do actually slow down and mm. make sure they test all the technology without mm. just sending it off and needing to recall things. I think mm. that's going to be really interesting to see in the next few years as they start coming out and being more mainstream. Mm. Yeah, no, indeed. I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues, obviously, you're mentioning there. Um, by the way, just with regards to um, the, uh, you know, ja Jaguar Land Rover, um, this, they're actually, so Castle Bromwich, as far as I understand, it won't be producing cars anymore, but it will be still open. And I think um, there's going to be a thing going on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously that's something that's, that's, that's new. Um, it's really interesting about also about Jaguar itself, because, um, so far, they've they've basically been caught with their pants down in terms of um, being very much exposed to uh, diesel. I mean, that's their 
that's been their Achilles heel. I mean, so before Dieselgate, they were absolutely raking it in, uh, especially in China, SUVs and stuff. You know, they got good SUVs, popular SUVs, um, and they were doing really, really well and basically saying, yeah, we're great. Uh, then the um, Dieselgate happened, uh, and then suddenly it was like, uh, that, well, after that, soon after that, they said, oh, no, this, don't, don't worry, everything will be fine. And they carried on with their um, sticking with this diesel thing. Um, and then uh, until basically eventually they had they they realized that actually it's not good. Um, it's not the future. Um, and they and so their sales have been um, suffering a lot um, as a result of that. I mean, it's it's interesting, I, I have to say, um, sitting in this country, uh, how um you know prevalent uh, diesels have been i mean i think they've been um you know for a good number of years 50 or 50 you know more more than half um of all cars were diesel you know diesels because over the last few decades we've been conditioned by the governments uh, successive governments to think that actually diesel is actually all right because okay maybe it's what what it belches out is more than made up for by the um, by the fact that you can go further um, on it. So it's it's a really I mean it's 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 interesting over the years to see how it's changed, and, and that JLR actually, you know, they kind of ignored um, the Dieselgate thing initially, but now they've they've come round to the fact that actually they've got to change, and, and I mean, I suppose this this chimes in nicely with the new um, the, the new chief executive who could just you know, put brush, sweep through everything that's that's gone before, um, and um, and you know, really just come out with something, um, some something that is new. <coughs> so um, that is, I think that's it's very interesting way that um, Jaguar Land Rover is is going um, at the moment, um, and um, and I think that it's a direction that they need they they have to go in. Um, otherwise they are, they really are going to die. Um, so, so yes, I mean, I, and, um, I'm just trying to think of, uh, as well as well, you know, in terms of the, uh, some of the other stuff, um, so you're talking about the, you know, the government targets, uh, you know, hitting government targets, um, of, um, of, of, of electric, you know, not, not having any petrol powered cars by 2030, um, it's not just that either. I mean, that is that is one thing, um, but it's it's the you know EU kind of emissions regulations which have been um, have been very tight and are get and get tighter by the year. So um, that's something that all these manufacturers have to take into account, and it's something that they've been complaining about for quite some time because they've been saying, well, look, you know, it's not fair. It takes too long. Um, and all this kind of stuff, you know, they're all complaining about it uh, and how complicated and difficult and expensive it is. Um, so it's not just it is the government, but it's also the EU emissions regulations as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, it's there's there's loads. There's so much going on. Uh, it's exciting. And, and I do think it seems to me that this year is going to be quite a big year in terms of the numbers of different um models of of uh, electric vehicles that are going to come out as well yeah on that note about how car companies are finding it really hard to meet these deadlines i think we were talking earlier about how 
there's really a chicken and egg situation with mm. charging stations in the the councils don't really want to put in charging stations because they don't see enough people buying electric cars and yeah there's been a huge mm. percentage increase but they're saying yeah but not many people own them yet and it mm. obviously varies from district to district I was saying that I live in the middle of the country and I think there's one charging station and one person mm. who owns an electric car so mm. we were saying that we've got BP and Shell buying up these electric charging stations as well so maybe that'll help but it's going to be interesting to see if the councils do say oh no we do want electric cars we're going to need to spend a whole load of money putting in these stations knowing mm. that they'll probably need to replace them as technology evolves later down the line so mm. it's going to be interesting to weigh up what the council does with that yeah i mean i think I, I, i've said in a, in a previous um uh in you know in, in a previous podcast that I, I really believe that this network thing is only going to be like a five-year type story, maybe, you know, five to ten, maybe, well, but, you know, maybe, but I think more like five, really, because um, I really believe that um, battery technology is going to improve to the extent that actually ranges are going to be increased considerably and also charging times will be reduced. Uh, and if that is the case... Uh, and I think I, I said, you know, if if you've got a car and it's got an 800 um, mile rate uh, range on one charge, then actually range anxiety kind of goes out of the window, um, you know. And so a lot of the so you don't have to have a fully, fully comprehensive network. But in the meantime, uh, but in all, you know, in order to do that, you need um more people to buy electric cars um and then more you know if you get more people buying electric cars the prices of the cars and the batteries will go down and then you know more and then because of that more people will buy those cars there'll be more need for the network you know all that's kind of, so it uh, like like you were saying earlier on you know it is a chicken and egg situation um and uh, and you know I think that it's it's something that needs to it needs to develop, but um, there will I think that there are limits um, to to the usefulness of of the charging structure on a long term basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with you there that I think it's going to evolve very quickly. Like we can already see the technology with electric cars. It seems like it's evolving every time we talk about it and every time they're coming mm. up with a new thing. So I think that is definitely something that the government and local councils are considering when they're looking at these charging stations. Like how long mm. are these actually going to be important? Because they would be a huge investment to put in. So- mm. Yeah, I mean, because I, I guess I, there's going to be a lot of digging up of roads, isn't there, really? Mm-hmm. Digging up of roads and putting this stuff in. And then um, then you've got the utilities companies saying that they need to upgrade their own sort of infrastructure to to counter it because of course there's still that niggling um uh, worry um it, you know at, at the back of people's minds that these that uh, you know will get to a stage where more and more people get um electric vehicles and they all you know the the um uh, the strain on the actual um infra- you know the the power generation infrastructure is actually going to cause um 
black blackouts or or brownouts, you know, and and so there's there's that as well. So the, I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, I think in the next sort of five to ten years, we are going to see some major changes, um, not only with the cars but also with the power generation as well to actually power those cars, uh, and and of course there'll be other vehicles as well because it won't just be. Um, private passenger vehicles because you've got the impetus now on on councils and companies as well who've got large fleets of vehicles like delivery vehicles i mean you've got companies like amazon um obviously that you know is one of the companies that is investing in electric vehicle fleets so once you start getting them on 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 uh you know on boards councils buying electric um electric vehicles for their fleets um and you've got the you know private individuals buying electric cars then suddenly you are having a, a huge uptick in terms of um the need for electricity and and that is the you know that is what the utilities companies have got to deal with on a longer term basis mm-hmm. yeah definitely i think it's going to be really interesting to see how this evolves and here comes mm. a really good segue speaking of evolving there's been some interesting <laughs> news about an airport in Coventry. <laughs> the, I love that. See how smooth that so was. <laughs> the, 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 well, the thing is, the smoothness of the segue is 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 scuppered by the mentioning of the smoothness of the segue. But carry no, on. we just need to point it out. We'll move swiftly on yeah. from that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this is news that an airport in Coventry is going to be yeah. made into a gigafactory for making yeah. electric vehicle batteries. And it's mm. right in the centre of car making, which I never thought of Coventry as before, but it has loads yeah. of car makers around it. So this looks like yeah. it could be really good, not just for the supply of batteries easily to these vehicles who will you who will probably buy from this factory and others that are mm. popping up around the UK, mm. such as Blyth and Northumbria have got one as well mm-hmm. for a British vault. Mm-hmm. So mm. probably going to generate a lot of jobs and help with the economic recovery, which is definitely something we need coming out of coronavirus and the pandemics mm. and Brexit as well. Mm. No, I think so. And, and I mean, it, I think this could be, I, you know, look, I don't know the, the exact ins and outs, but from, just from a, an outsider's point of view in terms of the the overall idea um it sounds like it's quite a good it sounds like a good idea because obviously a regional airport it, it's got a big footprint right so it's got tons of space but you know as we've seen um uh, air travel is not very good at the, it's not doing very well at the moment um and i would have thought that regional airports are getting having will have particularly difficult problems um you know as we as we get out of uh, move out of um the coronavirus uh, pandemic so actually you're kind of killing two birds with one stone here by offering a, a an honorable way out for um a a, a local airport but also at the same time bringing in arguably more jobs um, for not only the construction of a gigafactory, but also the running of the gigafactory as well. So that would be, I think that would be very impressive if they could manage to to get this, um, you know, to, to actually get this going. And if it can do what it says, which is to be operational by 2025, that'd be 
that'd be perfect. Um, so you know, and and then you've got uh, you've got another battery, a local battery supplier for all those uh, companies like um, Jaguar Latio, so JLR themselves, um, Aston Martin, and BMW, and a few others as well. So I mean, it'd be very useful by the looks of things. Yeah, definitely, and it's definitely a good step. It's a good look for the UK turning an airport which is famously known for polluting all of this air travel things, not very mm. good for the environment, into a factory mm. that's making uh, batteries for electric cars. Mm. I think that's a very good look and something that the government will definitely jump on to show that they're helping the environment and looking towards these things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But there you go. I mean, I think I think that's, uh, I guess, I mean, have, have you got anything else to add? On that? No, I think that's everything that we wanted to talk about. Cool. Yeah, because I, I think that, um, you know, this obviously electric vehicles is very much going to be a, um, uh, a a theme, I think, a theme for this year and for many years to come. Um, it's still from a very, very low base. Um, I still, you know, I, I personally... Even, I think if I had a lot of money that I didn't didn't know what to do with, um, I probably would buy one. But you know, if if I was thinking now, would I get? Would I swap? If I was in the market right now, would I buy one? Uh, the answer is still no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, I said on the previous um, podcast that um, you know I was in the market. Um, sort of, I don't know, whenever it was, September-ish last year, um, was in the market. And I did think about it, but then I thought, no, it's just not, they're not, they're not just, they're just not quite there yet. And also, um, I, I just feel that I, although I acknowledge that Teslas are, are probably the most technic, technologically advanced, I'm not convinced by the whole quality story also i don't particularly like the look of them either i know that maybe i'm weird on that front but i'm not particularly excited um by the you know what they look like um and uh, you know and i think that there are many more that look that will look better um and go go reasonably well um that that are coming onto the market this year and next so i'd i'd rather wait i think that maybe my next car so one in a few years time Maybe I will, but at the moment, even if I had the money now, I don't think I would. Yeah, I think Tesla focusing on this very futuristic-looking car when people probably mm. just want a normal-looking car that's electric, which we'll probably get from other brands. But yeah, yeah, I think so. I, you know, it's one of the things. Anyway, um, so I thank you very much indeed for today. Um, it's been good fun. Um. And um, and thank you very much for the listeners to um, to listening to us and supporting us. Um, and as uh, oh, one thing I, I was going to um, also mention today is I'll be doing another uh, event with um, with the Commercial Law Academy in next. I'm trying to think. Is it next week? Yeah, I think n- next week or the week after um, uh, where we will be doing a monthly roundup um of um of you know these kinds of topics and uh and i will be talking about the about it from a market's point of view uh and jake shogger will be talking about things from a legal point of view so um that will be coming up pretty soon so you'll see stuff um on our on our social about that so if you 
well i mean i'll I'll mention it as as well as we get closer but uh just to just to let you know um that's one of the events that we have got lined up for you anyway thank you very much indeed for today um and we'll speak again tomorrow speak again tomorrow enjoy your birthday (laughs) yeah thanks all right Bye. bye